When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So a woman in Texas has been arrested after an encounter inside a Walmart store where she is accused of offering another shopper 500000 to buy the woman's baby. <laughs> I mean, okay, well, the baby was never sold. So now I can't even offer to buy someone's kid? Rebecca Taylor, 49, was charged with sale or purchase of a child and was released from the Houston County Sheriff's Office on a $50,000 bond. The alleged incident occurred at a store in Crockett, Texas, which is, you know, greater Houston. The two women were reportedly in the self-checkout line. The mother, who was with her baby and a one-year-old, told police that the woman said, oh, I love your son's blonde hair and blue eyes. How much does he cost? (laughs) Mom laughs it off. But the woman said, hey, I've got 250,000 in the car. I guess there was another woman with Taylor at the time. The mother said she alerted authorities. Okay, well, just say no. So apparently uh, the mother waited for the two women to leave the store, but they ended up waiting in the parking lot and screamed at her that the offer was now 500,000 and the women eventually left. Police said they watched the video from the scene and it appeared to match the mother's claims. Okay. Well, the kid was never sold. Um, the lady is, uh, you know, maybe a little whacked, but she offered to buy your kid and you said no. So, What's the big deal? How could you get arrested for that? She was arrested with sale or purchase of a child. She A, didn't purchase the child, and B, didn't sell the child. No one did. How is that How is that a crime? How is that? A, man, I love your kid's blonde hair and blue eyes. How much for the kid? I can't even offer to buy the kid anymore. This is not the America I grew up in. What is going on? I mean, it is National Compliment Day, though. So, you look great. You look great today. And if you're looking to compliment someone, beautiful, sexy, intelligent, cool, chic, talented, amazing, stylish, smart, all things that you could compliment me with. Or, you know, someone else. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. And you do look great. We have monkeys. Monkeys in the news. Monkeys are everywhere. So on Friday afternoon, I get the alert that a crash involving a truck carrying 100 monkeys happened in Pennsylvania. Now the crash happened i don't you know no one got injured well no let me rephrase that no one died apparently the driver of the one truck did have some injuries 
However, there were monkeys on the loose. They had these uh, cages that they were in and they spilled out of the truck and uh, monkeys got free. And now they were, there were four monkeys running around crazy. Seems to me I've seen this movie before. But uh, troopers confirmed that four of those monkeys got free and they were on the loose. Now, now it didn't take too long. They caught three of them. They used helicopters with thermal cameras. They were out there trying to find these monkeys. And then they caught three of the four. And so their latest update on Friday that there was one monkey still loose Saturday. And hey, don't approach the monkey if you find him. Call the authorities. Whatever you do, everything, you know, just let him be. All right. So then they found the last monkey. Okay. So apparently all the monkeys have been accounted for. All right. Three of the monkeys that the truck had been carrying. Uh, the CDC said, yeah, we went ahead and euthanized them. Oh, okay. Now look, they were, they were put down humanely. Of course, (laughs) according to the American veterinary medical association guideline. Oh, that's good. That's good to know. Now we don't know. We still don't know where they were going. They were going to, well, we do know where they were going, just not exactly where they were going. They were going to a CDC-approved quarantine facility before crashing into the dump truck on the Pennsylvania Highway. But we don't know exactly, I guess this is the unspecified CDC-approved quarantine facility. Oh, all right. Uh, No problem. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Now, these monkeys came to this country from uh, Moretus, right? The island. How do you, I don't know how you pronounce that stupid name. I never can remember. Uh, M-A-U-R-I-T-I-U-S. Moretus, Moretus. I I never can remember the stupid, um, stupid island's name. Amorphophallus. Yeah, that's it. And they arrived at Kennedy Airport Friday morning, and then that they were being trucked to the unspecified CDC-approved quarantine facility before crashing. <laughs> okay, so, I mean, what could possibly go wrong? Look, they're using the monkeys for testing. We got it. Good. Let them use the monkeys. That's fine. Whatever. They've been using monkeys forever. I'm sure there's going to be, you know... The monkey lovers are going to be out and about all over. And remember that these monkeys, well, I guess that that's not technically Africa because the monkey in, you remember the documentary outbreak way back in 1995, uh, that monkey was from, uh, from Africa. It was African monkey. So maybe it was the same one. I don't know. I was looking at the, IMDB page for Outbreak. That movie had some huge stars in it, man. Dustin Hoffman, Morgan Freeman, Rene Russo, Kevin Spacey, <gasps> the horror, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr., Donald Sutherland, Patrick Dempsey. That movie was a monster. Anyway, and so was the monkey, Jeff. So was the monkey. And then I see on Friday that in Japan, the monkey queen now has it all. Right, Yakai, Y-A-K-E-I, 
has overthrown the alpha male of her troop. And she now is the first female leader in 70 years. But now they're saying, ooh, the mating season is coming up, which may bring her down. So she violently overthrew the alpha male of her troop to become the first female leader. She was not taking anything for granted, man. (laughs) So apparently, the female Japanese macaw and the alpha female leader of the troop, 677, which was her mother, uh, she beat the crap out of her own mother, which took off, which then put her to the top of all the females. And then the three high-ranking males, she took the biggest down. And so now she's in charge. Yeah, thank you. Which means that she has first access to food. She's the, uh, she's the, she's the leading bitch, man. Yeah, I'm messing with you, Kai, man. <laughs> so there's two troops at this uh, Takasamayama, which is the natural zoological garden which was established as a reserve for monkeys way back in 1952. But before 2021, it had a female, it never had a female leading the population. Wow. Think about that for just, I mean, since they've established this, the males have run the joint. So there's two Jap, there's two troops of these monkeys in this garden. All right. They've got about 1,500 monkeys in this place. Would you see the videos of these monkeys? Uh, I mean, if they decide to take over, uh, we're going to have to put them down. Uh, Humanely or not, we're going to have to take them down. But uh, in April, Yakai beat up her own mom, and she then said, I'm the top-ranking female of Troop B, right? Okay, but that wasn't enough. She power, she's power-hungry now. After she, after she beat the crap out of mom to take over the the female leading role in troop B. You know what? That's not enough for me. So then she beat the alpha male who'd been the leader of troop B for five years. It was definitely a hostile takeover, baby. (laughs) So she's in charge of troop B right now. She hasn't taken over troop A yet over the whole damn camp. She might just take over the whole park. That would be Yakai as the leader. But they're concerned now because it's mating season. And before she took over mom, she mated with the one male, the leader of the leader of the other troop, I think. I think that's what that I think that's the way they said she because when they get all hot and bothered <laughs> they uh their bottom becomes flush bright red and that's the sign of it's time for monkey business Ah, when you see the the bottom bright red (laughs) the male monkey knows oh yeah now it's time for business so uh, now that happened prior to her taking over right so now is what it looks as though that the big time Male is like, I don't want anything to do with you. I'm just crazy. She's taking over everything. I don't want none of that. No, you don't do not want none of the Yakai business now. <laughs> so I don't know what's gonna happen. Yakai might just say, you know what, I don't need you anymore. I know that uh, you know, according to all reports, courtship is an important part of reproduction, and she'll have her group be taken care of a little monkey business. 
Uh, but she's going to be at the top of the trees. She gets to eat first. She goes and shakes the limbs and she says, I'm in charge. And uh, don't be looking for any rear bottom red flaring up on my bottom for a while. Okay. You go look at those babes over there. Cause, uh, your guy ain't having it. All right. I'm in charge. So back off me. All right. <laughs> Let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Oh, Okay, so Ozark was awesome. Uh, it dropped on Friday. It was uh, season four. I didn't realize until I started watching it again that it's part one of a two-part season four, which is the end of Ozark. Now, am I happy that there's more episodes coming? Yes. There was seven to this part one, and it was really good. I thought for sure that... The way it started was how this was going to end, but it didn't. And it was a, it was a pretty incredible ride. And a few people I wanted to die, uh, <laughs> didn't. And a couple people that I wanted to die did. So it was good. It was really good. And, uh, I, I just, it was just a fun ride. So it's going to be interesting to see how they get out of it. Right? How the how Marty and the family get out of it. And they will. They have to. Come on. I mean, the only way that it ends differently than them, I don't know, living on an island away from the world somewhere is that the, everybody dies and it's over. The end. It's over. <laughs> or it was just a dream. Marty's back. At, you know, we go back to the very beginning and it's Marty planting flowers in his garden with the dream. I don't know. Uh, if that's the case, I'm going to be bummed. But that wouldn't surprise me. And then we had the NFL playoffs. Wow, were all those games incredible. And I mean each and every one of them. The Bengals at the Titans. They Bengals win in the last second field goal. The 49ers and the Packers. The 49ers win with the last second field goal. More on trivia correct, by the way. Rams and Buccaneers, very disappointing, very disappointing game. But as a Buccaneers fan, but the Rams beat the Buccaneers with the last second field goal. And then the Bills and the Chiefs topped the weekend off on Sunday night. And it goes to overtime. Incredible. And the last touchdown that the Chiefs had in overtime was close. I mean, it had to, they had to stop. And make sure that it was a touchdown. It wasn't a for sure thing. It was just amazing. It was so much fun. And, you know, sure, you can complain about the overtime rules in the NFL. We've been complaining about them for a number of years now. So when I hear, yes, we need to look into the overtime rules, do ya? Do ya? Because we've been talking about it for quite some time. Because the same thing happened to Patrick Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs when Tom Brady beat him in overtime a few years ago, when we needed to look into the NFL overtime rules, but nothing happened. So, I mean, if, I mean, really, everybody says, why don't they just do the college overtime? Just do the college overtime. Well, okay, let's do that. I'm okay with that. Really, in the playoffs, the playoffs, in the playoffs, what they should do. And I think, I think I saw Clay Travis mention this, but, uh, 
just give him another quarter. It's the playoffs. You just keep giving him another quarter. Let him play. Let him play. Let him play a quarter. And if they don't do it in four in five quarters, give him a sixth quarter and just play. Play the quarter. Uh, the winner at the end of the quarter wins. That's the game. So that way you have an opportunity for both teams to get the ball and both teams to play and the clock becomes uh, a part of the game again, whatever. But it was just an amazing, an amazing weekend. I mean, we saw, I mean, the Bills and the Chiefs, they 25 points in the final one minute and 54 seconds of regulation time. Amazing. It really was. It was really good. And now we have uh, 12, it's been 12 years since uh, Brady and Aaron Rodgers have not been in a conference title game. Wow. I mean, that's that's pretty big. Those two two big names. But you've got great quarterbacks. Great quarterbacks. Joe Burrow. What's his face? What's his face? And what's his face? <laughs> I really like Joe Burrow. But uh, I'll give them their due. Okay. You got Jimmy Garofalo in San Francisco. You got Matthew Stafford for, in Los Angeles for the Rams. And you've got Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. I mean, those are four huge QBs in the NFL. Plus, just so you know, uh, the Buccaneers last year were the first team to play in their home stadium and win, actually. Uh, but they played and won in their home stadium, a Super Bowl. The Rams actually have an opportunity to be the first team to play their championship game and their Super Bowl game in their home stadium and win because the, it's happening at SoFi. The Rams play at SoFi next week, and then if they win, they could be playing at SoFi for the Super Bowl. So it's pretty pretty amazing. I did love a couple things that happened inside the games. Um, Tom Brady called for his very first ever unsportsmanlike conduct. It was really kind of a BS call. Uh, the ref got butt hurt because he didn't call a penalty. And it was, you know, a questionable call. But to have Brady call Brady with an unsportsmanlike conduct because he was bitching at the ref. And the ref got all butt hurt, got his panties in a wad and threw a penalty on him. I mean, it was just ridiculous. And I didn't necessarily like that referee that was uh, refing the Buccaneers game. And then the line that's been... Uh, that's been going everywhere today is Andy Reid to Patrick Mahomes with 13 seconds left. When it's grim, go be the grim reaper. I don't know if that's true, but that's a fantastic line either way. Because <laughs> he had 13 seconds left to tie the game, to drive down and either score a touchdown and win or kick a field goal and tie it and take it into overtime. 13 seconds. And he did it. Just, it was an amazing game back and forth. I mean, one got the punch in, then the next one got the punch in. It was really fun to watch. But when it's grim, go be the grim reaper. <laughs> and I'll tell you another thing, too. I was watching the Cincinnati game. I mean, Joe Burrow just got crushed. He got sacked like one million times, I think, was the final number. And I'm pretty sure that was the final number. A million times. And uh, it might have been nine, but it was, you know, somewhere between nine and a million. And uh, I kept thinking, man, <laughs> I got to call my son. He needs to get back into the NFL, start playing offensive line for Cincinnati. They need some linemen, man. Then they have all those teams. I mean, uh, Tampa, really, you know, their O line was, uh, 
Um, and uh, Joe Burrow in Cincinnati, man. Whew. They need to find some offensive line to help him desperately. No question about it, man. Anyway, it was fun. I had Ozark and NFL football this weekend, which was uh, it was a fun weekend. Fun weekend of watching television. And, you know, was there other stuff to do? Eh, not that I recall. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So we told you last week about uh, Adele canceling that first weekend up with weekends with Adele because, well, let her tell you why they canceled Hi, um, Hi. Um, listen, I'm so sorry, but I know. Um, my show ain't ready. It ain't ready. What? We've tried absolutely everything that we can. Have you? To put it together in time and for it to be good enough for you, but we've been absolutely destroyed by delivery delays and COVID. Half my crew, half my team are down with COVID. They still are. And it's been impossible to finish the show. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's been impossible to finish the show. And come to find out, uh, you know, that might not be 100% true. I mean, good for Adele. At least if she's if the show's not ready, go ahead and cancel. Fine. I mean, so what to the people that spend tens of thousands of dollars to come to Vegas for the first weekend of weekends with Adele? Uh, who, so what? We don't worry about that. <laughs> Caesars Palace can eat it. That's fine. Sure, other artists have been performing throughout this time and put big shows on, but we understand Weekends with Adele was tough, tough to get together. Come to find out there was uh, there was a big fight with Caesars Palace who wanted to have uh, her perform with a 60-member choir when she was trying to keep the performance low-key and all about the voice. Well, that then oh, I see a story that talked about how her requests were a total nightmare and they were requesting a new sound system, which was fine for a few other artists, uh, by the way, uh, especially if you're facing delays with some other stuff. Uh, maybe you go, well, you know what? We'll use your sound system. Uh, they were faced, they wanted to get a new screen, a video screen behind her, which was fine for some other entertainers. And maybe with delays and getting behind, you go, ah, maybe we will use that screen. That's fine. Because uh, that's what some of the shipping delays uh, were on, were equipment that was already at the venue. She just didn't want to use what they had at the venue. What was good enough for, I don't know, Madonna, uh, not good enough for her. What was good enough for Mariah Carey, not good enough for her. What was good enough for Celine Dion, not good enough for her. But, you know, whatever. She's Adele. I got you. I know it ain't ready. I got you. The Coliseum Theater sucks. And you know best. I know. I got it. I got you. 
But, uh, you know, it just seems like maybe you could have said, uh, you know, make some concessions. You know, make those concessions. So you get the show on there and you bring people in and you make your big money, right? No, not for Adele. Now, apparently she did video call some people to give them free stuff. Hey, we know you spent tens of thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars to come to Vegas to see my show. <laughs> Sorry, but hey, here's a free gift bag for you. Thanks. Uh, you got a free free gift bag. Oh, that's great. Plus, one of the couples they made a big deal out of that. Uh, you gave you she gave him a you know a token for a free gift bag, and the one was uh, underage, so she goes, "You couldn't have the free drink token. Can't have that. You're too young for that." Hey, Adele, why don't you worry about something else? Okay. Worry about getting your show on. (laughs) So we'll see. There's rumors now. It may never happen. She has huge stage fright anyway. And she's, you know, there's, she has a history of closing shows and she's scared of audiences and she's, you know, she has to just bear it, but uh, she has these anxiety attacks and I get it. Okay, fine. Whatever. She canceled shows in London before that uh, she said she would reschedule. Have those been rescheduled yet, by the way? Because I don't think they have. Oh, okay. And so she promised to reschedule the Vegas dates, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. And now, I mean, let alone reschedule the dates that they're missing already. uh, They're saying, ooh, yeah, no, we might not even uh, be able to do anything until next year. And that'll be good luck with that, too. Because if they don't do something soon to reschedule, uh, have a nice day. Uh, Caesar's Palace, I guess, would still want to do it. You still want to have Adele, right? But she's got another tour to worry about, too. The New World Tour she was going on after the weekends with Adele. So, holy cow, just a nightmare. But, you know, what are you going to do when the show ain't ready? And even if you put Vegas aside, I don't know that she can, you know, stop the money from coming in now with the machine that she has. So the Vegas money is, you know, nice. But we talked about, you know, houses of the hoity-toity not long ago when Adele bought the Sylvester Stallone Beverly Hills house for $58 million. Let's not forget she has a few other properties around Beverly Hills as well. She's got, uh, I think, three houses, right? She bought the one house that her ex lives in. <laughs> I'd like, can I be an Adele X? Uh, you know, give me a million dollar house, please. Now, he lives in the dump, I think. He lives in the like the $10 million home that, pff, I mean, that's, a, that's like a trailer park. She probably feels bad for him living in the $10 million, 5,515 square foot, four bedroom, four bath home. That's, uh, <laughs> and then she bought, uh, pal Nicole Richie's old place for 30 million. She's got that place. <laughs> Okay. All right. So I mean she's I mean she's got bills to pay. Bills to pay. So she better get on the road and figure it out. I know it's, you know, I got gotcha. you. Delays in COVID and it just ain't ready, but it better get ready soon cuz I mean, house payments are due. 
Speaking of houses of the hoity-toity, how about we do uh, houses of the hoity-toity that's an entire town? Yes, you can own your own Old West town in Colorado, 320-acre ranch, just a few hours southwest of Denver in uh, S-A-G-U-A-C-H-E County, Colorado. I guess it's Sawatch County. Uh, could be Sagauchi, Saguchi. <laughs> if you live in Colorado, I know it's Sagauchi County. I got it. But uh, it's uh, located in that county. And uh, apparently, people, two brothers bought the town in 2005 for less than a million, 730000 and $33. And then they've been dumping money into it. They spent about $10 million into this town. So you can get it now, I it's amazing that you could get it for less than ten thousand. They're selling the whole thing for four point seven million dollars. That sounds like it's a losing offer. I mean, if they bought it for under a million, they put ten million in. I mean, is it just a laundering situation where these two brothers needed to launder a bunch of money so they spent it on this town and now they've they're done? doing their drug deals so they can sell the town for a loss and take a loss on the taxes. I don't know. I don't know. You get the saloon. Uh, <laughs> you can't have a West old West town without a saloon. You get the general store, the chapel, you get a mini golf course, a shooting range, an outdoor stage, a hotel, a dance hall, two original cabins from Hoagland stagecoach line, a bunkhouse, RV hookups, a five-stall livery stable, and a barn with 13 stalls. There's also a three-bedroom, three-bathroom luxury Ponderosa Lodge on the property with a gourmet kitchen, an Amish hardwood flooring throughout. In addition, the lodge boasts an indoor glass floor that sits atop an indoor stream, which is fed by a waterfall visible upon entering the living room. That actually would be really cool to have. The property is incredibly unique. And one of a kind. It's old town charm with all the conveniences of modern amenities. All the buildings are actual buildings and not just a fake facade. It's a great horse property. You know, it sounds almost a lot like uh, there was a documentary that aired on television for a number of years uh, about a family who bought a town and then that was the only place they could live. Uh, what was it called? Oh, yeah. Shit's Creek. Okay. What is happening with the airlines? Man, I don't even want, let's not even talk about the 5G issue, which is an amazing story inside of itself. But we have stories more and more of passengers losing their minds on these flights. We have the story that has brought to light ghost flights. We had uh, we had the passenger, the 19-year-old college freshman, who posted on his TikTok, hey, I got the whole plane to myself. <laughs> Just the pilots and the flight crew on board. And it was a nine-hour flight. The cabin crew said I was the only person on the flight. So I love that. He said it was a great ride he made. He was the comfiest he's ever been on a plane. They watched movies together, had unlimited snacks. 
uh, it was fine. And they're, they're talking about now how they need to revisit the European Union Commission guidelines. They've called this an 80-20 rule where carriers must operate 80% of their allocated slot for at least 80% of the time. Now, that rule was changed during the pandemic to 50%, but now I think they're going to go back to the 80-20 here coming up in another month or so. We'll see. Conservationists are trying to keep that from happening as they've launched their online petition. And you got to love online petitions, man. Nothing says protest like an online petition. But ghost flights are of no benefit to anyone. This is a needless, wasteful practice, and reforming historic rights to landing slots will bring it to an end. We're in a climate emergency. Okay. Uh, are we? Are we? Well, yes. Okay, yes, we are. Now, you know, the airlines, obviously, they don't want to do that, but you have to have, uh, you know, have the flights arrive, and maybe that plane needs to get there because they've got people coming back that they've already booked. I don't know. It just seems like a, a strange thing. So they got one guy on this flight and he's living like a king. And then we have the story about the flight that turned around because people upgraded and they, you can't upgrade. We cannot have that. You have to sit in the seats assigned. Okay. You got it. So apparently a flight bound for uh, Tel Aviv from Newark was diverted on Thursday after passengers took it upon themselves to upgrade their seats to business class. Now they were on the plane and they were like, hey, uh, nobody's sitting there. We're going to go ahead and sit there ourselves. And they were told, no, you can't do that. Now, according to the airline crew, they rioted. Did they? I would like to see the reports of them rioting, but I would be pissed if I was on that flight. And then they it turned around. <laughs> uh, no, thank you. They came back and the flight was canceled. They said, well, we provided customers with meal vouchers and hotel accommodations and have met arrangements for customers to complete their journeys. I mean, come on now. If I'm two hours into my 10-hour flight, uh, let the people sit in the seats. Okay. Uh, or oh, they didn't pay for those seats. So what? Nobody's sitting there. Come on now. I'd be pissed. And if you're, and if you're going to be pissed, then tell the people, dude, we don't want to turn the plane around. Go sit down in your seat. Okay. Give me a break. I, I'd like to know what they mean by rioted. Did that mean they just said, no, we're not going to, uh, we're not going to move. So, you know, I get, you know, now these people are in big trouble, right? I mean, they've had to turn the flight around. And according to the FAA, the proposed fines are $37,000 for unruly passenger cases. And okay. All right. I guess. I mean, you know, I know we're not supposed to do that. I have changed seats during a flight before pre-pandemic of course but i have changed seats and you know you wait until the plane takes off and then you sit down nobody's there wait until the plane takes off so they can say yeah everybody's in their seat and everybody who's got a ticket is sitting where they're supposed to sit and then we moved on but jeff what if there was a plane crash they wouldn't know it was you i'm pretty sure they would i'm pretty sure they would then we had the uh airline we had the plane where we had a disruptive customer refusing to comply with the mask mandate and that got turned around i would be so pissed i would be so pissed to be on these planes and have them turn around 
Are you freaking kidding me? So American Airlines is saying the flight returned due to a disruptive customer refusing to comply with the federal mask mandate. Now, they must have been on the plane with the mask, right? So I guess the couple was suspected of being intoxicated. Right. Okay, of course, they were drunk or they were high or something because there's no way they would get on the plane and then not want to wear their mask. I've got a little issue with the airlines on this. So they were on the plane they were in flight and they didn't want to fly another seven hours with passengers who are disruptive and here's non-compliant. And then, you know, they, so they turned it around and they didn't want to fly another seven hours. So they turned it around. You lost the whole flight because two people wouldn't wear a mask on the plane. Are you kidding me? Wow. That is just amazing. Oh, I, I, I find that really hard to believe once the plane landed the hundred passengers hey get off the plane we they weren't given any instructions just told to go back and and we can't get our luggage said one passenger <laughs> they didn't even many of the people on the plane didn't even know why it was turned around because of uh, non-compliant passengers i'm sure that if they would have told the other passengers on the plane hey we've got to turn we're going to turn around if these people don't wear a mask it would have been either Dude, put a mask on, or um, how about we just continue on? Uh, we let them be over there without their mask. It's fine, okay? And then we had the story of a guy from Ireland. Uh, this guy was actually being a real jerk on the flight. And they didn't turn it around. They just continued to fly. The guy uh, refused to wear a mask. He mooned the flight attendants. <laughs> Apparently, he was kicking the fronts of the seats. He was throwing stuff at other passengers. I cannot believe that someone on this plane, a couple of men, didn't just get this guy and settle down and tie him up or duct tape him or something to the seat. We've seen it happen before. It should have happened before. I mean, apparently, this guy was uh, exposing himself to multiple passengers. He refused to sit down. He went up in first class to complain about the food he was given in economy. The captain came out and uh, after placing his own hat on the pilot's head saying, don't touch me. I mean, it's amazing to me that this still happened and some of the passengers just didn't take this guy down. But they didn't. He was on his way to New York, and then he was supposed to end up in Florida, and now he's in big trouble for doing that on the airlines. I, I don't blame him. I mean, the guy was a jerk. But they didn't turn it around. They didn't turn it around, and this guy was the guy that you should have been turned around. They should have locked this guy down with duct tape, and they didn't. They continued the flight. Thank you. Everyone got to where they were going. Pain in the ass flight. Pain in the ass ride, not as comfortable as you'd like, but you got to your destination. Two people won't wear a mask once they're on the plane and we turn it around. Are you freaking kidding me? All right. I'm, I would be so angry. I would be so angry. All right. We need to laugh. All right. So I saw a video this weekend that I have watched multiple times and it is hilarious. So apparently this guy always gets his sister a bitch gift for Christmas. Okay. He, you know, always calls her the biggest bitch. And so this year he recorded giving her the gift (laughs) and it is 
hilarious. So he calls her downstairs on Christmas. As you know, McKenna, we do, I do a similar gift every year. So this year I went a little above the She job. sits down in front of the TV. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and this is from McKenna, and it's coming from Jared. Uh, now, first of all, Merry Christmas. Merry, take a deep breath. Merry Christmas. Now, I want you to open up your gift. Okay. Right, so there's a box right, sitting in front of her. She picks it up. And now, oh. congratulations on being the world's biggest bitch. So, Merry Christmas. You, you, oh, Lieutenant, you are the biggest Bitch. <laughs> the gift was a snow globe, and the base of the snow globe was McKenna. You're the world's biggest bitch. Hilarious, hilarious. And apparently, Gilbert does that. Uh, you know, people can. Uh, you know, he'll say whatever you want him to say from his website. That's something uh, chewing the fat may have to uh, take up doing because that is hilarious. Hilarious. So, I mean, that's something that you and the fast should be doing. But aside from that, really funny and a great way to, uh, you know, have a nice present for your sister, McKenna, who you think is the world's biggest bitch. (laughs) All right. And uh, also, I saw an interesting fact this weekend that made me feel pretty good. Uh, I follow at fact. On Twitter, you can follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR. Uh, Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio. And uh, Getter is at JeffyJFR. And you can follow, you can email me, chewingthefatattheblaze.com. You can uh, follow me on my YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So I was, I saw this uh, tweet from At Fact, and it said, There are more chickens than people in the world. Um, good. That makes me happy. We eat more chickens than people. Thanks for listening to Chewing the Fat. and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.